Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To choose who they want to work with. They have the opportunity to choose what they want to buy, how they want to buy, how much they want to spend it, how much they want to spend, how much they want to engage, and where they want to do that. Because we're in that time now where because we have expanded ourselves uh, so, so much in business you know, economically that we literally, uh, people now have greater choices, so they're getting more sophisticated. So with that person right there, right, they were focused on more or less nickel and diamond in the individual. Then they, you know, then they were looking at the behavior of how do I create a repeat customer? Yes. How do I create, if you will, a lifetime customer? People, now back in the day, 15, 20 years ago, the focal point was not about what we call ABC, meaning about the clothes. That's what we say in the sales business. It got to be ABC about the clothes, right? Yes. See, now it's, see, see we, we, we're, we're moving more about a quick sale. We're moving more into what we call in the business world of what they call, which is transactional behavior, meaning it's about a simple transaction, but it's not about, if you will, building rapport and relationship building. And if we're ever going to be successful, if we're ever going to have these businesses in our community, if we're ever going to drive, if you will, local investments back into, if you will, our cities, then we're going to have to move the behavior from it being about transactional behavior, which is what you, you said, which is yeah. what the mindset that you just shared with that person. Yeah. It was more about transaction. It was more about getting a quick sale. It wasn't about how do I turn this person into a repeat customer, and most importantly, how do I make, how do I turn this person into a customer for life? People are no longer thinking about that. It's just about a quick dollar. It's about the quick flip. So we're in the flipping culture right now of how to be able to, you know, make a quick buck. But what we don't understand is that there is no heart in that. There's no connectivity in that. There's no relationship building. There's no rapport in that. And that's what drives people right out that door to go down to the next store and, and that eventually drives them <laughs> to on-site yes. to shop with Amazon. And yes. that's what people got to understand. Well, and, and that brings us to our to our next topic here on lineupmedia.fm. We've got Rashid Brown with us today. And uh, our final topic today, well, actually, this is our second to final because I, I want to talk about the book and our final topic. Um, the, the thing I want to I want to discuss with you now is we've talked about bad customer service. We've talked about the the blaming of, you know, outsourcing or this or that. I think a lot of the problem that people have is the people that are running the companies, the bosses, the leaders, all these things. Um, one One of the problems that I see with a lot of these companies is management who just is phoning it in, baby. They're, <laughs> they have they have basically right. no clue what they're doing, and they basically want to pick up a check and go the hell home. Um, kind of give us your thoughts on on, on being a boss being ver- versus being a leader. You, well, there is there is a there is a significant. Uh, I'm glad you talked about that because this is my passion right here. You know, it's <laughs> it's amazing because people don't understand that there's a big difference between being a boss, being a being a manager, and being a leader. Yes. The, conver- uh, the, the the focal points are totally different. If you are a leader, then your true uh, nature or your true focus is to inspire the people to be their very best. 
And as you inspire people and you, and, and you empower people to make decisions, you encourage and you solicit feedback from your team, then it causes this kind of symbiotic relationship to begin to happen where it literally thrusts, it literally thrusts the community uh, into an atmosphere where it really becomes, if you will, a truly enterprising organization. However, when you are just that simple boss, your whole focus is, is nothing more about your team really is, well, it's not even a conversation about team. Those people become, if you will, transactional for you. They're nothing more than how you push things to get done. You don't really enlist the feedback. You, you don't really encourage diversity of thought amongst your people. Um, and, 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 and that, I think, is a major key issue that we're seeing really also, too, in leadership. And you can see this actually uh, across, uh, across uh, several platforms that you'll see actually in the United States. Conversations are actually, uh, conversations are being had. Say, for instance, they have a conversation, what they call, which is, uh, which we discussed actually in the book, which is called uh, uh, de-jobbing, uh, where yes. we talk about how, how, how the way that we're doing business now, people are getting away from the scope of what we know as being a job. And they're more focused around what really needs to happen actually in the business. What do we really need to get done? Who's on the team do we have that has the skill set? And who's on the team that has the skill set and the capacity uh, that we can get these things done? This is where there becomes a breakdown in leadership. Because if you are not a leader that understands that you are in a 21st century world where the way that we do business is significantly different than where it was just five, six years ago, then this is where you have the breakdown between, if you will, management, leadership, and team. And, 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 and that's where the breakdown begins to happen. And so what happens is that you now have managers or leaders or however they want to call themselves bosses that, that, that really truly don't really understand that the way that we lead people are fundamentally different than the way that we used to lead people just five, six years ago. And here's the reason why. Because people, again, they're more educated, they're more sophisticated, and on top of that, you're, you're working in a multi-generational workforce, which means that the way that you used to engage, if you will, the traditionals, the way that you engage the baby boomers, is not the same way that you engage, if you will, Gen Xers, which is not the same that you engage these millennials, and you also have the centennials, which is called the pipeline, which means that as businesses are moving forward, we're going to have to learn how to engage, if you will, these generations of people. How do we know how to sell to these people? What is their language? How do we communicate that language to them? You know, how do we, if you will, incorporate, if you will, their style, their behavior into the marketplace? And this is where I think where the true disconnect and, and, and the rubber is really not, where the rubber is not hitting the road at all, right now is because we have bosses, here we go again, bosses <laughs> who don't understand yes. that, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying, that, uh, that you having a authoritative uh, personality style does not work in the 21st century model. People will quit. People don't mind being unemployed. People don't mind, you know, uh, struggling for a minute, you know what I'm saying, to be handled appropriately. They don't mind that. You know, they don't mind walking off a job. I mean, they don't mind that. In this day. As a matter of fact, they feel empowered to be able to do that because they don't. They feel as though they do not. Uh, 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 they don't. They don't deserve to be mistreated. They don't deserve to be mishandled. So, so fundamentally, it is truly shaping the way that we do business. So now, for those of us who are in leadership, we really need to take a look at our leadership style and how we engage people. But most importantly, how do we use our own personality styles to encourage? people, to coach people, to inspire people, to empower people, but most importantly, how do we use it to really to lead our businesses 
in a 21st century model. So that's really where I'm going to land. <laughs> We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Rashid Brown joins us here in our broadcast. And uh, that that is one thing that, that I'll have to say is that there are a lot of, there's a lot of bosses out there, but there's not a lot of leaders. And uh, I'll give you, give you another horrible example from, <laughs> from where, where we are locally. Um, at, at one point, uh, an, an ex-girlfriend of mine worked at a, uh, a local okay. a local Wendy's restaurant here, and she had always, okay. forever, you know, busted her butt. She went to work every day. You know, she got raises, all these things, and she never got to be management. And at one point, she made some comment to me about, you know, I just can't wait to be management because then I'm going to be like uh, her buddy Cat, who was a shift leader. All she did was sit in the office all day and not do any work. And I'm like, okay, yep. you do realize that they that she's actually doing work. Well, no, she's not really doing anything. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you say that enough to enough people, there's going to be enough people go, we ain't making you management for no reason. <laughs> so kind of, kind exactly. of, a, ta- ta- talk to me a little bit about that interaction and and that whole thing and 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 the whole deal of. You know, oh, the, these people, they don't do any work. They're management. They don't do any work. Well, I, I, I think that that is, that actually is the miss, that actually is the misconception. Yes. And I think that also is, that also is a delusion in management. The reason why I use the word delusion uh, and misconception is because I'm strategic and why I said that. And the reason why I say misconception is because people really don't truly understand what management really means. Uh, they don't understand the process of management, and, and I can speak on this because coming from a background of being in corporate and uh, corporate and executive development for many, many years over many large companies, I've had the opportunity to see firsthand people, people dynamics, and, and, and leaders and growing leaders. And I say this for a reason: people don't people people misunderstand what managing is all about. And what they don't understand is that management is the process of how we use planning, organizing, uh, if you will, financing or purchasing or, or, or a policy and procedures to drive, if you will, teams across an organization to be able to get things done. You call that to drive yes. right, processes, and, and proce- processes and procedure across organization through people to get things done. This is where people misunderstand management. People just think that when I get into the management, it's going to be a nice, cushy job. We're going to sit back. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to live the life, and you know, I'm going to ride the wave, if you will. I'm going to surf it out. You know, it, it, <laughs> that's, yes, yes. that's the misconception, and that's her conception of what she had. Now, what I also say from the what I call, which is management delusion, is that when you get people who get into management, they feel that there is a level of entitlement where they can just sit back and take it easy, much like as her perception was, is I can't wait to get in, I can't wait to get into that uh, uh, position like she did, because I just want to pretty much, she just said, do nothing. Yes. Right? And yes. that actually is, if you, and I mean, and that's really what she was pretty oh, much yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. That's I mean, what she was saying. You know, <laughs> And, you know, whether she knew it or not, you were able to understand it and, and, and interpret what she was saying. But that's really what she was saying. And I, and I think that that's actually what happens also in leadership is the fact that we get into these positions and then what, what begins to happen 
is that we move into, if you will, a sense of entitlement. And what we don't understand is that in management, you still have a response, you have a social and you have a corporate responsibility to that business, but you also have, if you will, a social and a corporate responsibility to your team, developing your team, coaching your team. And I think that that is so significantly different in leadership and management I see today then when I was in leadership and management, you know, coming up, you know, 15, 20 years ago, is the fact that it was about coaching, developing people, building a pipeline, building bench strength. You know, you, uh, uh, you getting into the aspect of succession planning. Like, say, for instance, there is no way possible that, she did, that, that, that working for the organization that she had, that they did not have, if you will, a policy of developing people. Because if they did, she would have never been working as long as she has and had never had been given an opportunity to go into some type of shift. You know, that type that of shift, too. Uh, that too. You are program. correct on that as well. Right. You know, and so what that lets you know is that... We- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.